Hi everyone, this is Leslyn Keith, President of the Board of Directors at the Lipedema Project and Director of Research. Welcome to Living Well with Lipedema. Today I have an excerpt from an interview with Pam Terry from our Lipedema Worldwide Summit that was held in 2016. In this excerpt, she talks about her incredible journey to get her liposuction surgeries covered by her insurance. My lipedema story begins really in 2008 when I was, as so many lipedema women are, I was misdiagnosed with lymphedema. And I did wrapping and, and got a compression pump that Kaiser, my insurance, did not pay for. So I had to pay $5,000 for a lymphopod. And I was doing everything I could, but it was out of control. It was getting bigger, and I couldn't get it down, and I had no idea what to do. And I went online, actually, one day when I was depressed, going to look up other people with bilateral lymphedema, because everybody always seems like they're about to commit suicide. And I came across a lecture by Dr. Stanley Roxon at Stanford. And he was doing, I guess it was a press conference or a talk on a emerging treatments for lymphedema. And I watched this hour and a half video on YouTube and he was telling of people were getting, he was doing a clinical trial. People were getting a little bit of help or a whole lot of help, but everybody wanted to stay on the medication. And I just knew I had to be on that medication. So this was December of 2014. And I called up to Stanford, and I got an appointment, but it wasn't until May 5th of 2015. So on May 5th, 2015, I went to see Dr. Roxon, which for me was very emotional because for the first time in eight years, I was in a room with a doctor that knew more about lymphedema than I did. And I think I cried, or if I didn't, I felt like I was going to. But he took uh, family history. He had had me send all my medical records beforehand. And after about an hour and a half, he finally had me undressed. And it took him about five minutes to tell me, you don't have lymphedema, you have lipedema. Because I have a very advanced case of lipedema. I am stage three plus four. And that I need the lipedema liposuction surgeries that are very specific the lymphatic sparing, and that very few doctors in the United States do it. I asked him, did he have anybody in my area because I'm in Los Angeles? And fortunately for me, he gave me the name of Dr. David Amron, who will be doing my five surgeries. And the first one will be on uh, June 23rd. And so that's my quick lipedema story. I'm disabled from lipedema. I found out certainly over the time span of learning about lipedema this past year as I'm just constantly enlightened going, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And so I've been disabled for many years, since 1994, and I'm on Medicare. So I don't have the money for one of these surgeries, let alone five of these surgeries, because they are expensive. I mean, it's surgery. It's an expensive thing. And so first I went to my vascular doctor and he's like, no. Now he believed that I had lipedema. I showed him stuff. He even called he even spoke with Dr. Amron and spoke with Dr. Roxon, but he said I had to go through plastic surgery to get approval for the surgeries. So I went to plastic surgery, saw the actual chief of plastic surgery, 
And he immediately said that lipedema doesn't exist. The only surgery that works for people that are overweight is uh, gastric bypass surgery, weight loss surgery, and would not uh, approve the surgeries. Now, I was told that this was going to happen because, fortunately, Dr. Amron is very good about putting together patients he has that have been successful at getting approval. And right before I saw Dr. Amron, he had just done surgeries on another Kaiser patient who had gotten approval. And so she was instrumental in helping me through the process, but also gave me the strength for this entire past year to know that this can be done. Approval is possible, and I was not going to take not getting approved. So I was told I'd be denied from this plastic surgeon. She had also seen him. So he dug in hard and was not going to let me be, be approved. And so I went to the next level of, of appeal, so starting the appeals process, which is called grievance. And they, they put me on expedited, and then they denied me. So from there, because I'm Medicare, it goes to a level called the Expedited Review Unit Reconsideration. And on November 7th of last year, I was approved. I was stunned. I got a phone call. I was like, okay, I got approved. I must say also between grievance and reconsideration, I got a lawyer, which I believe that's maybe also why I got approved. Because we didn't give that much information um, some doctor letters of medical necessity and a course of treatment. But after getting approved, I couldn't get what's needed, which was the outside referral authorization, Kaiser. I was approved on the state level of Kaiser, so high up, but the approval went back to that same plastic surgeon that denied me, and he just refused to essentially write the outside referral. The one plastic surgery chief and for whatever reason, they said he had to be the one to write the outside referral, refused because he didn't believe in the surgeries, and so therefore, he just simply didn't write it. He eventually wrote one a month later for my calves only. If you were to look at my body, like I said, I'm stage three plus four, how you're picking out my calves over my thighs or something more substantial, I don't know. But he only wrote it for the calves, and... I told them that was unacceptable, and the uh, what's called the expedited review unit went into a huddle for a week and came back and said, no, it's going to stand, just the calves. If you want more, you'll have to ask for more. I'm like, no, 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 no. I knew, if nothing else, that I had one bite of this apple from Kaiser, and I had to get every single one of those surgeries approved and authorized on, the, on that authorization. I just knew because of how hard they dug in that if I went back and asked, also because when I was asking, like, no, I need more than the calves, doctor, I, I told them that Dr. Amron's letter of medical necessity pointed out all the surgeries I needed, and their response to me was because the approval letter was, I'm approved for the liposuction surgeries. And they said, we said you could have surgery, but we didn't say you could have all the surgeries you say you need. And I was like, what? I tried to explain it, and this is like cancer. As you know, if I had breast cancer in both breasts, you couldn't take off the right and then go, oh, well, you can come and ask us, we'll take the left, but we may or may not do it. Uh-uh. It all has to be taken out, or else it's just going to progress in the areas where it's left. And they weren't getting it, or they just 
dug in and like said, oh, no, you can ask for more. And I'm like, no. So what I did was I went to um, another doctor who had written an outside referral for someone to Dr. Roxon who actually had lymphedema, trying to get him maybe to write mine. This was in the GYN oncology department. And he said, I can't help you because in their department would have to pay for it. But he goes, you got that letter from Dr. Roxon. You get another one from him stating all the body parts. And Dr. Roxon was kind enough to write me a second letter stating all the body parts and that it's all one surgery that needs to be staged as five surgeries because of the amount of fluids that have to be taken out. It would be unsafe for me to have all of that at once. So we sent in another letter from my attorney, Mark Ravis, and I got on January 29th, I was approved again. And that listed all the body parts that were approved. And once again, that doctor was sent, that plastic surgery chief was sent the authorization to write, and this time he just refused to write it completely. 118 days later from the 7th of November on March 1st, I got a phone call saying, we've decided to revoke all of our approvals and we're denying you and sending you to Maximus. There's nothing in my evidence or coverage that says that that they can re-review things, take away authorizations they've made, and certainly not 118 days later. Maximus is the independent review entity, and this is actually where we are getting approved. And I say we, Lipedema women, are getting approved in the independent review entity. Because I'm Medicare, it goes to Maximus. If I was not Medicare and in California as I am, it would go to the California Department of Managed Healthcare. That is where the other lady who got approved was approved from. There are doctors there, whoever is reviewing it, they recognize our disease and they're saying, yes, we need these surgeries. And so therefore, when Maximus says that I have to have these surgeries, Kaiser doesn't have a choice, which is really good because then they also can't back out of this choice. Now, it took a while still because Kaiser kept fighting. They weren't writing it. They kept trying to throw things at saying, oh, I had to have a Medicare doctor. And I went through my evidence of coverage. Very, very important. Go through your evidence of coverage always because they will lie. Your insurance companies will lie to you. You go through there. You ask them, where did it say that? You know, Mark said, find out where it said you have to be a Medicare doctor. Where did it absolutely say that? They came back with some parts of the evidence of coverage. Nowhere did it say that in exact words. I looked at the evidence of coverage, and I saw in the part where you pay where it said, If you're a Medicare patient and you see an out-of-plan, non-Medicare doctor, this is how you pay them. If there's a way to pay them, that means I can see them. And that's what I I sent Maximus telling, because they were trying to get Maximus to say I couldn't see Dr. Amron. And I wasn't going to go see these unqualified doctors that they tried to throw and tell Maximus that I could see. I went, no, 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 no. You're not going to send me to someone who only does the legs really only does lymphedema surgery because lipedema surgery and lymphedema surgery are two different things. So I was just determined throughout this. I was not going to let them only approve a few because I knew that if I ever came back and asked for more, they would say no. So it all had to be on one authorization. I recognized instinctually that I had to get them all on one sheet of paper. I put together a supporting document that told my story. First, I 
told my lipedema journey, I wanted to make whoever read this document feel my pain, you know, just like Bill Clinton used to say, I feel your pain. I wanted them to feel my pain. I wanted them to be scared that they may have it, that their daughters, their mothers, their aunts, their grandmothers could have this disease and go, oh, my God, I don't want this to happen to me. Yes, this lady needs these surgeries. I went to Karen Herbst's Fat Disorder Research website, and she has 25 symptoms of lipedema. You don't have to have them all, but you need a preponderance. I had all 25, and I went through each one, one by one, and explained how I had it. I showed pictures. I took pictures. I got a tripod cheap off of Amazon and put it on my digital camera and took naked pictures of myself in the living room showing anything, showing the bruises, showing the butt shelf. I took pictures and showed them. I found pictures from my past. I found doctors. I remember doctor's appointments, and I was specific on the doctor, which clinic, the date, and what was said. I went through, this document was 150 pages long when I was done with that part. I went to every doctor I had for a letter of medical necessity. For, within my plan, within Medicare, I needed a Kaiser doctor to say that these surgeries were medically necessary. And my pulmonologist ultimately wrote those words in the exact surgery I needed, lymphatic sparing, tumescent, water-assistant liposuction surgery on a letter of medical necessity. So I had what I needed but I still got from every other doctor I could to show them a preponderance of doctors saying, this lady needs this, my therapist, my psychiatrist, all of it. You need a preponderance of people saying, yes, you need these surgeries. And then when I talked to Catherine, I read everything I could on lipedema. And anything that would support me, I had in this document. I had quotes in this document. At the moment I came out when I found it because I was, diagnosed May 5th in June of last year, Catherine came out with all of this wonderful information for lipedema awareness. And I went through it with a fine-tooth comb taking quotes out of it. When I find things, I was like, you know, Catherine, I need the transcript. Your documentary is great. Do you have the transcripts? And she's like, we're working on them. And I'm like, well, as soon as I can get them, I want them. Um, she was great on one transcript that was in an older documentary piece that she had worked on that the doctor was not in the final of the, her final documentary. I'm going, I want his transcript because what he said, Miss Reggie Shift, to me, has said the most profound statement that I use in all of this, and that is to the doctors. He goes, we can argue whether to do the surgery or to not do the surgery, but if we don't do the surgery, it's not going to get any better. And that sums up this entire journey. This is only going to get worse if I didn't get these surgeries. It wasn't going to stop. It wasn't going to go into remission. It's a progressive disease. And I don't have the time for it to progress any further. And that's why I was so determined to get this done. That was a wonderful interview with Pam Terry and just an incredible journey that she had trying to get her liposuction surgery approved and paid for by insurance, which she finally did. And it's really wonderful to hear about her experience so it'll help other women who are interested in doing the same thing. So thank you, Pam, for sharing that. 
And thank you also to you, our listeners. If you haven't already subscribed to our daily flash briefings of tips, tools, and research about lipedema, you can subscribe at Apple, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, or here at this website, lipedema-simplified.org slash flash, where you'll find an archive of all of our flash briefings. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us again next time for another Living Well with Lipedema Flash Briefing. 